Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. We have to start with Mad Mick. You know, there's nothing nothing mad about his form. It was only um, I saw somebody post up and said, oh, you know, there's a, a new king of Ipswich, 10 from 10. And I was like, sorry? And when I went in and had a look at his form, so 10 starts for 10 wins at Ipswich. That's just phenomenal. Yeah, no, it's going well. Um, yeah, he's just untouchable at the moment. <laughs> what, um, what do you think it, you know, is... What is it about Ipswich that he obviously likes? Because, you know, it's not the only track he's raced at. He's raced at other places and won, but for some reason he just loves it there. Yeah, I think it's a straight start. It gives him room to move. Like he's, Everyone says he's quick out of the boxes, but he's not real quick out. He jumps with them but accelerates yep. quick. Yep. Just that turn of foot, he's got room to move and get away from them. Yep. So I think that's all it is. Everywhere else, there's not really a straight start for him. Yeah. And he's sort of, um, you know, he's uh, got a win not that long ago at Capalabar too, so that would make sense that, you know, he seems to like the, the straight racing as well. Uh, yeah, he just needs to be a bit fitter for Capalabar. Yep. You know, a straight run for that distance, it takes a lot more out of him. Yep. Um, yeah, where he's got the corner and he doesn't hesitate going around the corner at Ipswich. Yep. The other dogs, if you watch them, they sort of... Miss a stride to go around the corner, change strides. He just uh, he just flows through it like it's nothing. Yep, and um, he's only a little fella too. Like looking through his weight, he sort of sort of bobs around the the twenty nine nine thirty kilo mark. He was thirty point seven the other day. It's um you know it's it's pretty unusual these days. You sort of see bitches at that um that sort of weight. So yeah, he's obviously just a little pocket rocket. <laughs> yeah, no, he's going well. Um, yeah, he's off to New Zealand though. Oh right, he's off to New Zealand. So tell me, um, yeah. tell me the reasoning behind that. Is there a particular race you're targeting over there? Uh, they got group races. Yep. Over the two ninety five and three oh five. Uh, same thing as Ipswich. It's a straight start. The only difference is it's follow on lower. Yep. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we're running out of races up here for him. Yeah. You don't get a best eight every week over the two eighty eight. So. Yep. It'd be just wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When um when does he head over there and who's he going to? Uh, he heads over on the 15th or the 18th of this month, um, and he's going to Brendan and Lisa Cole. Yep. No, nice. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so hopefully he's just um, at the track he plays up in the kennels. Yep. At home he's perfect. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I'm just worried them being so big, whether he'll think he's at the races 24-7. Yeah, yep, yep. It, it could be his downfall. Yep. Do you um do you use a suit or anything like that on him to try and calm him? I do, him? yeah. Yep. How I do you do, find that? Some sometimes he's good, other times you walk in, there's all drill at the front of the kennels. Yeah. Yep. No, I had well, one like that. I think miss. I think we had to scratch in race two or three one night because he was playing up so bad. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. um, looking at his breeding, um, 
Zabdon Ferrari, I was just having a look. He's only um, had a few litters. So, you know, tell me, tell me sort of the story how you, because you, you own him as well, for anyone that doesn't know, you own and train him. How did you um, yeah. come about picking him, you know, particularly from a sire who, who has only had a few litters? Um, it's a mate of mine, Barry Kitchener's. Uh, yep. He he bred uh, Don Ferrari. Um, he lost him oh, not long after he took some straws out of him. So there's not many around. There's probably only four oh, or five litters, right. really. That's why he's only got a few. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. I think he's got maybe three straws left. Yep. But he's yeah, very selective of who he's going to use them for. Yep. Um, so I, I, yeah, I went out and seen him, said I was interested in one. Pretty much he gave me him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's how I ended up. Yeah, nice. Ended up with probably the best one so far. Yeah, I was going to say um, 53% um, winning strike rate and 73% place rate. It's um, not a bad choice. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty um, good. he started off at uh, at Dubbo in New South Wales. Have you always had him even from a, a youngster? Yeah, yeah, I've had him since. Uh, I probably bought him about four months old. I okay. picked him up about six months old, and then um, I was just working him out, seeing how far I could get him, and I started giving him a couple of 431 trials at Ipswich, but he just was not running it out. His first section was unreal, but yep. yeah, he'd walk home. So um, another mate, Blair, rang me up and said, oh, Mick would be perfect for this race coming up at Dubbo for Maidens. I didn't even look at it, but, yeah, then I started looking, so, yeah, it would be. <laughs> Uh, over the 300, I thought it was a good chance. Yep. He's unlucky in the final to get held wide and um, finish second. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, awesome. So tell me your story about, um, you know, how, how long have you been training and when um, when did you start in the sport? Uh, Dad's always had them uh, since we were kids. He got out of it well, for probably 10 years there and then Barry bred another litter before oh, a while back now. Um. And we bought con dad in the blind one of them with us. <laughs> it's so always the way. dad back into it. And, um, yeah, I wanted to train for myself. So it was probably two, year, two years ago now. Yep. Yeah, I nice. went out and got me license and started training. Yep. And you've been having a, a, a pretty good run of late too. Yeah, yeah. I can't complain about the last two years, really. Yep. I've been lucky. My first two went really well. And now I've got Mick coming through and... Yeah, it's only looking better. I've got a couple of pups that don't look as good, but... <laughs> we all have those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but being very lucky with the with the dogs I have had. Yep. How many yeah. um, How many dogs have you got in work at the moment? Um, I do have 16. Yep. 16 in work, yeah. 16. A lot of them are on the verge of starting. Mm-hmm. So they're, yeah, not really showing too much. Yep. Um, I've got a couple of younger ones that I think look promising. Yep. And I've got another bitch. Um, she could race now, but she's just immature, but I think she could really run too. Yeah, nice. Uh, hopefully oh, she turns her head around and <laughs> start chasing properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How um yeah. do you just train? Do you um do you breed and rear as well, or do you just focus on the training? Um, no, I've been rearing my my first dog, Giggle and Sal. I read her at home from a pup. Yeah. Um, obviously I read Mick at home since four months old, six months old. 
Um, so I've got three other pups at home. They're just I've had them since three months, and they're about 10, 10 11 months now. Yep. Uh, so I rear them as well and train. Yep. Oh, very good. But, yeah, I'm only on a house ball. Oh, right. So you rear out of your backyard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's unreal. That's the same as um, same as Brendan who I was talking to the other day. He got his first winner. He said they had the dog in the house when it was being reared. Yeah, yeah. Well, my first one, she used to live on the lounge half the time. <laughs> so, and that's what everyone said. I had her running around with a Labrador. Yep. They just said, oh, you're supposed to have it with another greyhound. You'll ruin it. It won't do this. won't do that. And he turned out probably the hardest chase you could have. <laughs> See, there's you know, there's no um, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's whatever works for you. Uh, I think. Well, I think from a three-month-old pup with a you know thirty-kilo Labrador running beside her, <laughs> knocking her around, <laughs> made to take a hit. Pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough her up real quick. Yep. No, awesome. And um, I suppose you know what are some of the um, you know, and, and I ask everybody this question: What are sort of some of the key things that you know you found a, a pretty critical when you're um when you're training dogs? Uh, I think if if the dog's got it, it's got it. Really, there's not really too much to training. I don't think. Yep. Um, but otherwise, just give them love. Yep. Give them love. Treat them right. Yep. Um, yeah. All ours sort of, that's the other thing. Like, I let them all out together. No muzzles, nothing. And they, you know, they all get along together. <laughs> that's you know, awesome. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, watch out. You're going to have all these fights and this and that. Or, or they come around and said, oh, I'd never be allowed to do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, they know their place. Yep. When I only had, um, must have had about seven of them. I used to feed them inside. We got upstairs, downstairs. Yep. I used to feed them inside too, and I'd just put their bowls down, and they all went and stood where they had to be, where their spot was. Like, <laughs> there was no arguments, nothing. I just yeah, they went and stood there, and I put the bowl down and started eating. Yep. No, that's awesome. Yeah. What um, what does some of the uh, like, what's your diet look like typically? Uh, just your uh, beef and. Beef and kibble and wheat bix for breakfast. Yep. And yogurt. Yep. Uh, oh, yogurt, okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a natural Greek yogurt I throw on the breakfast. Yep. Uh, with honey and a couple of uh, strawberries, raspberries, whatever I can find. Yeah, nice. Bananas. Uh, yep. They're pretty well looked after. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> do, yeah. you, um, do you check <laughs> them yeah, over to yourself? Just made kibble. Do you check them over yourself or do you, get, um, do you have a, a muscle man that does that? I normally check. Most of them myself. Yep. Um, if I'm second guessing myself, I'll either go to Noel Foster's. He's old time he is. Yep. Um, yeah, just to double check something. Yep. If not, Cole Smith does my back and shoulder work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm finding, um, you know, sort of the, the more trainers I talk to, the more and more people are starting to actually just learn and, and check them over their, themselves. Like, they don't really say, and like yourself, they go, oh, if I'm second-guessing or I'm not sure of something, I'll go and get a second opinion. But, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's sort of amazing to see, you know, how many people do it themselves now, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I started off going to Noel. Um, probably went down every weekend, really. I only had two, two in racing then, but... I'd sort of, if he found someone, I'd go home and start feeling it myself and yep. just try to find what he was feeling and sort of, yeah, half picked it up that way. But you can 
I put them on a walker at night or in the morning and you can sort of pick up on an injury there. Yep. Just by watching them. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people um a lot of people I've found say, Oh look, you know, I know the dog and I like you said, you know their normal gait and how they walk and how they carry on and if they do something a little bit, you know, different that's, you know, um, not their usual style, yeah. you think, Oh geez, there might be something some is- an issue yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, I picked up one with a fractured femur the other way, the back leg. Okay, yep. Yeah, down near the uh, where that vein crosses over. Oh, right. Yeah, so I picked up one, girl, and that was just by the way she was walking on the walker. She started off fine, but that was just every so often there was a bob. Yep. And, yeah, you knew it was a back end, back end somewhere. Yep. No, it's cool. looking, found that and went and got me second opinion, and he agreed with it. Yep. Yep, I, I know everybody obviously, you know, watches them in racing and stuff, but yeah, I've, I've heard a couple of people say, you know, it's a it's a good idea just to watch them, even walking from a kennel to an emptying yard and that sort of thing, um, yeah. just to keep an eye on them in that way too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, definitely. Um, you know, this is sort of a, a pretty open question, but what's, um, what's the most, oh, and obviously winning because we all love winning, but what's, um, what's one of the most rewarding things about training for you, like especially now since you've got a dog, you know, like Mick, who's doing so well and, you know, going to New Zealand, which um, which is exciting. What's sort of, um, yeah, some of the, the best things about uh, training for yourself? Probably just a thrill, the thrill of winning. It's the thrill a- of winning or if I don't win as long as Dad's in the race and I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bit of a bit of competitive rivalry is there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He always tells me... Oh, when we're in the parade area or something, look at this ass. That's all you'll be seeing on the way around. <laughs> that's outstanding. Nine times out of ten, I normally beat you. <laughs> Someone didn't know you. They'd be going, listen, these two blokes are having a blue over here. And they'd be like, no, no, it's just father and son. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. No, it is, and, you know, sort of what, um, would you eventually like to, to move out onto um, a bit of acreage or something? Yeah, we're looking for it at the moment. Okay. Yep. There's just nothing around at the moment. Yep. I don't, like, there's stuff out at Churchable, which is it's probably an hour from where I am. I'm only 10, 15 minutes from Ipswich track at the moment. Yep. So I sort of, you know, I don't want to be that far out. That's right. Sort of the most yep. is sort of 20 minutes I'd like, yep. especially with the big new track. If that all goes ahead, I'd like to be yeah, 15, 20 minutes from there. Yep, yep. No, that sounds but, good. Yeah, just trying to find something at the moment. Yep. No, exciting. And um, do you uh, do you educate them yourself? Do you break them in, or do you send them to someone? Uh, I do a lot of it myself. Warren Nichols was was doing my breaking. Stuff. Oh yeah, he done mad bit. Yep. Um, yeah, from the moment he got there, he said, "What the fuck are you sent me here?" Because <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks he's Superman. He comes out the gate a hundred miles an hour, just <laughs> just so keen over the top. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's uh, a lot. I know with my dog, same thing. It was great because he would he would chase through a brick wall. But then you have got the other side of it. You know, you come out of the kennels in race two or three and think, God, are we going to have to scratch because his his urine's dark? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. Yep. Not awesome. All right, cool. Well, I'll um actually no, there was one more question I want. Oh, I sort of asked you a little bit about it before, but you know. Um, 
because I, I know like a lot of people I know a lot of people like in your situation that you know are, are training out of their backyards or like a really small property what um yeah. for anyone who thinks oh you know I can't get into training because I don't have a big property you know what sort of a, a bit of advice you could give them if they're you know just looking to have a crack out of their backyard just to have a go have a go you can't I think it's all I honestly think it's no different to rearing or training a house dog yep <laughs> yeah, yard dog I, I don't see it any different you take it to the track and you give it a couple of trials and you sort of know from there yep um, there's plenty of places you can trial it during the week away from the tracks um, yeah I'd just say have a go other than your dad, is there any other um, sort of industry identities that sort of, um, you know, you like to bounce ideas off and, and that sort of thing? Uh, not really. Not really. It may, oh, Greg, me and him have a dog together, but she's just been uh, put in the pub. Sort of, we talk a little bit about them. Yep. Not really bounce ideas off. Yep. I think uh, me and him are similar in our ways we train. We're, we're sort of trying new things instead of old school ways. Yep. Well, the old timers are stuck in their ways. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you, you told them you let all the dogs out um, together and that, they'd have a conniption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, they think, oh, yeah, so you got a muzzle on them. I'm like, no, no muzzles. <laughs> they run around. Yeah, they'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's like this, the one uh, I call the queen. She's immature, the one... Chases one day and then won't the next. Yep. She'll just run 100 miles an hour around the yard and they all just seem to chase her or she'll jump over them and, <laughs> yeah, they just chase each other. It's pretty funny to watch. But that's a that's the thing, like, and it's no different to, you know, human athletes and that, you know, they're always you know, whether they're getting, you know, new equipment and, um, you know, new trainer methods and all that, it's the same sort of thing. You, you've got to, like, you know, dogs are faster and fitter and stronger and, you know, nutrition's yeah. changed and all that. So you sort of got to move with the toms. Otherwise, you just get left behind. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you will. That's what I thought. That's what I went out and bought a new walker, um, a couple other things and just trying different stuff. Yep. Just seeing what uh, works. I've got a start, yeah, I've got a starting box and... Like, it's pretty much, I mean, what I've said, but normally I do the dogs by myself, what I'm doing down there. Yep. Um, and a starting box, I've got a bungee cord, like a big long bungee cord that I put the lure on and jump them out on that. So I've got no one having to pull it or, you know, it's just, yeah, let the bungee cord go and it flings past them and they chase it. Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> yeah, different stuff like that. No, that's awesome. That's very innovative. <laughs> I'd say there'll be a few people writing that down when they listen to this, so. <laughs> nah, awesome. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.